Today's daf is going to be Nidarim daf mem vav. We are beginning with the uh, with daf mem hem and We're going to start the fifth parak of the Masechta, parak hashutfin. So the parak is going to continue to discuss situations where two people have a neder hanaa against each other. And this mission in particular that we're going to start with, and that takes us through most of Amar Aleph, is going to deal with three issues. Issue number one is if two people are shutfin in the chatzar, they both own a chatzar jointly as, as partners, and they have a neder from each other, or one of them has a neder from the other one, or someone from the outside has a neder from one of them, and the person who's not allowed to get ana wants to go into the chatzar, wants to get certain anaos from the chatzar. Which hanaos is he allowed to get from a chatzar that's jointly owned by someone that he has a neder from, and someone that he doesn't have a neder from, and which uh, hanaos is he not allowed to get from the chatzar that's jointly owned? That is issue number one. Issue, and we're going to have a machlokas between uh, the Tanakama and Rabbi Lozer ben Yaakov, and most of the Gemara in today's daf is going to try to frame that machlokas Tanakama and Rabbi Lozer ben Yaakov. What kind of chatzar are we talking about? Whether we're talking about dafka chatzar sheyesh pakedei chaluka that has it that's large enough for it to be easily divided, versus maybe we're talking about a chatzar dafka that's ein badin chaluka that one partner cannot force the other partner to divide it because it's too small, and each one would be left with too small a portion. But that is the first discussion in the Mishnah. The second discussion in the Mishnah is a person has a neder anah from his friend, is it mutter for him to get anah from objects that belong to the madir, but are right now being rented out to somebody else? So he's not getting anah from objects that are currently in the madir's possession, but from objects that are currently being rented out to somebody else. Then the third topic of the Mishnah is someone has a neder anah from his friend's house, and the person whose house it was died or sold the house to somebody else, is the mudar still ushered to get anah from that house? Or do we say, no, it was only so long as that house actually belonged to the party who, against whom he took the neder. But if, uh, if it wasn't, if it no longer belongs to him because he has sold it or he has died, then maybe that neder is no longer binding. So... The Mishnah begins by talking about shutvim that are asked to get an from each other, whether they're allowed to go into a chatzar that is jointly owned. Hashu tafin, if you have two people that own a chatzar together, and uh, the Gemara will discuss what kind of chatzar, but let's assume for now it's a small chatzar that's ein badin chaluka, that's how the Ran explains based on the maskana of the Gemara that we're going to have at the end of today's daf, that we're talking about a chatzar that cannot easily be divided. But if it were a chatzah that could easily be divided, then for sure there's going to be no discussion. Everyone would hold that it would be usser for each one to go into such a chatzah. But let's assume again that we're talking about shutvin in a very small chatzah. And they were, took a neder from each other. They are not allowed to go into the chatzah that they jointly owned because each one, when he enters into the chatzah, is being nana from not only his own portion of the chatzah, but from his partner's portion portion in the Chatzar. And even though people, generally speaking, are mevater on Drisas HaRegel, they don't care so much, they don't mind so much when people walk through their, their Chatzar, the Mudar is not allowed, allowed into the Chatzar of the Madir, because even things that people are mevater on is going to be Asr for a Mudar Hana'a. Meaning, that's how the Ran explains that our Gemara is assuming Dafka like that Shita. That even, that, that, that even something that someone is mevater on is Asr for a Mudar Hana'a. However, 
However, not all Rishonim agree with this reading. The Rosh in Dibra Maschal Shutafin writes that even according to the, the opinion that holds that Vitor is Mutter Bimudra that if you have a Nedra against somebody, something that everyone is Mevataran, is going to be Mutter, still over here there's more reason to assume that Risa Saregel is going to be Aser, because they only argue about Risa Saregel when it comes to walking through a field. People typically don't mind Risa Saregel through their field, but a Chatzar is a more private area that people do mind if you walk right through, and therefore everyone would agree that by the Chatzar they're not allowed to walk through the field, says the Rush, and they're not allowed to walk through the Chatzar, says the Rush, rather, because it's not something people are mevateran. The Ritva has a third possibility. He says it could be that the Mishnah is talking about where the Mudar came in and actually got Hana. He didn't just walk through. It's not just Drisa Regal we're talking about. He actually got Hana from the Chatzar. So even if the old Vitor is Mutar Mudar Hana'a, but if he actually got Hana from the Chatzar, then there's, uh, there's nothing to talk about. Then obviously it's going to be, it's going to be Asr. Now it's important to note that there are two types of uh, Mudar Hana'a. There's uh, someone who takes a neder not to get hana from his friends nechasim min chavero, uh, where the neder is chal on the items themselves and sometimes a person takes a neder not to get hana mechavero from the, from the person right, where the emphasis is on the gavra rather than on the items so uh, Rabbi Kiveger on the Mishnayis is medayik from the Ran that our Mishnah is talking dafka in the case where he answers nechse chavero if you were to just answer hana from chavero but not the Nechassim, then there would be no problem with walking through the Chatzar because the second guy is obligated to allow him to walk through the Chatzar. He's not doing him any favors by allowing him to walk through the Chatzar. So that's not called that you're getting Hana from him. But when you're Mudar Hana, well, at the end of the day, you are getting Hana from the Nechassim. So uh, even though he ha- he's obligated to let you do it, to let you walk through, but that's where your Hana is coming from. So that's how Rabbi Kiveger on the Mishnais and the Tosur Kivega on the Mishnais understands the case. So again, case on board in the Mishnah, two partners that have a nether enough from each other are not allowed to walk into their jointly owned chatzar. Now, even though Me'ikar Adin, the Dine Shutfus is that each one has the ability to go into the chatzar, so how can you answer someone from taking what's, what is his natural right? The person can answer Davashen Shalom, but the Zuchus Hashibud that each partner has to enter into his friend's chelak, the nether has the ability to be mafkia such a zuchus shibud because nedarim are able to be mafkia midei shibud. That's part of the power of nedarim. The Gemara is going to say later on in the Masechta and Daf Vav that part of the power of nedarim is that even if there's already an existing shibud, a nedar can be mafkia midei shibud. Now this gets us into the discussion of breira, meaning the assumption of the Tanakama of this Mishnah is that there's an ein breira that we don't assume that at the time that that uh, that, that the uh, partners buy a certain field or a certain chatzar, they buy it al-das, that at the time that each one uses it, the entire thing will belong to him, and it will be huvra davr mafreya that during that time period that he's in there, the whole thing is his. Because since you didn't know at the time of purchase when those moments would be, you can't be mevare l'mafreya afterwards, oh, this is the time that I'm the owner. It doesn't work that way, it can't work retroactive to the Kenyan. So we're assuming 
Ein Breira. If you assume Ein Breira, then it makes sense that neither one is allowed to enter in the Chatzar because by definition he's getting Hana'a from the other party's Chatzar. If you were to assume Yesh Breira though, then neither one would be allowed to walk into the Chatzar because as long as I'm in the Chatzar, I'm getting Hana'a from my Chatzar, not from the other person's Chatzar. And therefore, Rebbe Lozav and Yaakov, Rebbe Lozav and Yaakov holds, Zed Nechnas L'toch Shalom, V'zed Nechnas L'toch Shalom. That it's mutter for the Shutzvim to enter the Chatzar because Rebbe Lozav and Yaakov assumes Yesh Breira. That is at least the way the Gemara Masechus Babakama Dafnunalith explains the Machlokas between the Rabban and Rebbe Lozav and Yaakov over here. That the Rabban holds Ein Breira and Rebbe Lozav and Yaakov holds Yesh Breira. And therefore, the majority of the Rishonim say that that's the Pashlus of the Machlokas in our Mishnah. The Ran, however, points out that some of the Rishonim distinguish between regular Breira and Breira in our Sugya. That there are some Rishonim that hold that even if you all generally speaking, Ein Breira, the Breira that we're relying on in this Sugya, for some reason, may be a more powerful Breira. For whatever reason, not going to get into the reasons right now, but let's assume that you say Yesh Breira, so then you assume at the time that he purchased the Chatzar, it was Aldas that at the moment that each of us use our portion in the Chatzar, it belongs entirely to me when I use my portion, of it, when, I use, when I use my time in the Chatzar, and when you use your time in the Chatzar, the whole thing belongs entirely to you, and therefore neither of us are getting Anah from anyone else's property. That is the uh, the assumption that uh, that in, in, during each one's individual time, they're the sole owners of the Chatzar. At least that's the way the Ran explains it. However, other Rishonim explain differently. Tosos and the Rosh both write that it's not that it's Huvar Adavar that the time that I that I'm in the Chatzar, I own the entire thing. No, it's that. I own half the chatzar, and so long as I'm walking through whatever area I'm walking through, it's huvar that that's part of my half. So that's why he says zemahalich betoch shalow, meaning only in the place where he's walking that is shalow. But you can't say that the entire chatzar belongs to him at that time. The entire chatzar never belongs to him. Half the chatzar belongs to him at all times. Question is which half? So wherever his feet are walking, wherever whatever grounds his feet are trampling on. That is his half. So the Mainaf Kamina, whether you say like the Ran, that whenever I'm using the Chatzar, I am considered the owner of the entire Chatzar, or whether you say like Tosas and the Rash, that when I'm using whatever area of the Chatzar I'm walking on, that is my half of the Chatzar. Naf Kamina would be very simple. According to the Ran, the Shutfin, it's, it's, um, the shoot of could do whatever he wants to do in the chatzar, even to put out uh, payrolls throughout the entire chatzar. He could he could use up the entire chatzar when it's his time in the chatzar because he's the owner of the entire thing. But according to Tosfos, he's not allowed to do that. He's only the owner of half a chatzar. It's just that his feet are smaller than half of the chatzar. So wherever his feet are walking, we can say is his half of the chatzar. But he's not allowed to use the entire chatzar at any time. Another nafkamina would be: Can they use it simultaneously? I mean, according to the Ram, Rav Lozman Yaakov only, only allows using the chatzar b'serugin, that one guy will use it now, the other guy will use it later. But if both of them using it at the same time, you can't have both people owning the entire chatzar, so it wouldn't work to use it simultaneously. Whereas according to Tosus and the Rosh, of course they could use it simultaneously. There would be no problem with, uh, with using it simultaneously. Okay, so let's see the continuation of the Mishnah. So the Mishnah explains, Rav Lozman Yaakov argues 
if the Shutfin Marla and, and says the Shutfin Marlata enter the Chatzer, but other things of Lazim Yaakov would agree they're not allowed to do. Ushnei Masurim, Lahamidre Chaim, the Tanur, Legadal Tanagolim, both of them, both partners are not allowed to set up a mill or an oven or to raise chickens in the Chatzer, because if one of the Shutfin doesn't want it, he could prevent his friend from, you, from, from that sort of usage of the Chatzer. And even though typically speaking, people are maybe not so makbar on this, but uh, you're not allowed to do it in the chatzah because the, 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 the fact that, uh, that they're not makbid is called that you're giving the other person ana'a, meaning vitor is asr b'mudar that's what we're assuming, and therefore it's considered that you're giving the other person ana'a by not being makbid on him setting up these things. That again is how the Ran explains it. However, Tosos quotes an, uh, an additional interpretation, that by setting up the rechayim, a lot of people are going to come to grind their wheat in your chatzar, and that's going to fill up the whole chatzar. This Tosloshitasam, because Tosla said the whole problem is you only own half the chatzar at any given time. But if you're Mamad Rechayim, where you said it, you're Megadal Tanagolim, the chickens could spread out all over the entire chatzar. And if they spread out all over the entire chatzar, by definition, you're going beyond your rights in the chatzar. You only have rights in half of the chatzar. So the Mishnah goes back to explain the Machlokas Chamun of Lazman Yaakov when it comes to Breva. Let's say it wasn't that they both had a Nedrana from each other. It was just one that had a Nedrana from the other one. But the Ruvain was not allowed to get enough from Shimon, but Shimon was allowed to get enough from Ruvain. Then the Mudar may not enter the Chatzar because he's getting enough from the other party. We don't assume Yesh Breira. Rabbi Lazim Yaakov disagrees and he says, the Mudar is allowed to go into the Chatzar because he could always tell his partner, I'm going into my half of the Chatzar, I'm not going into your half of the Chatzar. I mean, since we hold the age of Breira, we say that, uh, I mean, again, this is Machlokas, Tanakam holds in Breira, and Rabbi Yaakov holds Yesh Breira. Therefore, we assume when he's going into the Chatzar, he's going into the portion that belongs entirely to him, and he has every right to do so. And then the Gemara sa- then this says the Mishnah Vaiter, the Kof And in that case, where only one of them has a nether enough from the other party, we can force the one who took the nether on himself, that he's not allowed to get enough from his friend, to sell his portion of the Chatzar. Because so long as there should from the Chatzar, we have to be worried that maybe he's going to see, hey, how come the other guy gets to do all this nice stuff in the Chatzar? He gets to, to be Megadal Tarnagol, and he gets to put a ton of Rechayim in the Chatzar, and I don't get to do these things. And because he's going to get jealous of, of the, what the other guy's allowed to do. We were 50-50 partners. We both paid the same amount. And yet he's allowed to do all these things and I'm not allowed to do any of these things. So that's why we're worried that it's going to lead the guy who's not allowed to do these things to do them anyway. And therefore we can force him to sell his portion of the chatzar to his partner so that he won't come to violate any issue. You don't have any such concern when the mudra and azabizah. Then we don't force anyone to sell to the other party because there's no jealousy. No one's going to look at the other party and start getting jealous of him. That is how the Ran explains it. However, Tosos and the Rush disagree. They say that they're both uh, that that that, uh, that when they're both asr from each other, then everyone realizes that it's asr to go in, and no one's going to make a mistake to enter into the chatzar. But when only one of them is asr, you have to be chosheish that he's going to forget. It's not that he's going to get jealous and try to violate the. 
Yisr, is that he's going to forget that there was any problem over here. Now, even Rav Lozman Yaakov, who allows a mudar to enter the Chatzar, would, would still say that yeah, you force him to, to sell his chilek. Why? Because we're afraid he's going to be jealous of his friend's ability to set up the Tanah Rechayim and all that in the Chatzar, and he's going to do the same thing. Meaning, the Rabbanan think that he's going to be jealous of his friend, that his friend's allowed to walk in the Chatzar, he's not allowed to even walk in the Chatzar. So that, in Melo, of course he's going to get jealous. But even Rav Lozman Yaakov, who thinks that you are allowed to walk in the Chatzar, both guys are allowed to walk in the Chatzar, there's no problem, are still worried that maybe you can get jealous of your friend's ability to set up a Tan of Rechayim in the Chatzar, and then you're going to come to violate that halacha. So the Rav here asks a fundamental question. According to Rav Lozman Yaakov, that a Mudar is allowed into the Chatzar, it's only us for him to set up Tan of Rechayim, the Gadol Tan why are we choshish is going to get jealous of his friend, that his friend is able to set up the Rechayim and to be Megadol Tarnagolim? He has the ability to ask his friend from doing that. All he has to do is take a nedr anah against his friend, and then his friend won't be able to set up all of these things in the Chatzar. So instead of getting jealous, get even! Well, he has the right to take a nedr against his friend. So the Ran says, well, our mission is not talking about a case where your nedr was created by your friend, and that's why you're not allowed to get another from the Chatzar. The mission is talking about a case you decide to take the nether in yourself. So your friend didn't make this usher for you. You yourself made it usher for you. So it would be a big busha to get so jealous that you're going to create a problem for him because of a problem that you created for yourself. That would be a very unlikely way to try to resolve the person's jealousy. So anyway, the Mishnah goes on. If you have someone else who is not one of the partners in the Chatzar, has a nedra anah against one of the owners of the Chatzar, again the Tanakhama says, he may not enter the Chatzar, because that's called that he's getting anah from both owners of the Chatzar, because after all, ain breira. Rav Lozman Yaakov, Rav Lozman Yaakov disagrees, and he says, that he could always say, I'm not going into your portion of the Chatzar, I'm going into someone else's portion of the Chatzar, and uh, therefore I'm not getting anah from you, I'm getting an offer from the other guy, from, from your partner, who owns the other portion of the chatzar. And therefore, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's completely permissible for, uh, for, for him to go in. Now, the Ramah writes in Choshem Ishpran, some Kufnan Dalitzev Beis, that uh, two people who have a shutfus in a house, one of them is not allowed to allow the other one to, um, is, to, 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 to allow other people, rather, to allow outsiders to use his portion, even though in a chatzar people are makbid, in a bias in a house, people are makbid about this kind of thing. And the Ramah gets this from a Mordechai, Misachsva Basra, who says that when our Gemara says, if, one, if a guy from the Shuk is mudra enough from one of the partners, that he's allowed to enter the chatzar, because he could say, oh, I'm not going into your portion, I'm going into your friend's portion, Mordechai says, yeah, that's by a chatzar, because people are not makbid on walking through a chatzar. And something that people are not makbar on, their mavatar on, is mutter for mudra na. But by a bias, people are very makbar on this, and therefore no one would allow uh, other people to use his chilek in the, uh, in, in the house. The sma on the side of the Shulchan Aruch, the Sifkat and Zayin writes that there's a difference maybe between constantly walking in and using versus in a chatzar, where no one would allow the other people to, uh, who are not partners to, to enter in, versus. Um, 
and to, to enter and use it as a tashmish kavua, to use it on a constant basis, um, versus what our case is talking about, where a guy just wants to come in for a little bit. So maybe it's only, in a, maybe the limitation in our Mishnah is really, we're talking about a guy who just wants to come in for a little bit. But if a guy wants to stay there for an extended period of time, maybe in a chanami, according to, uh, to our Mishnah, it would talk about So now the Gemara is going to talk about objects, that, now we're going to move on to the second case of the Mishnah, objects that belong to the Madir, but they right now are being rented out to someone else. Is it mutter for the Muda to get Hanah from them? So Amudra Hanah Mechaveru V'yeshlo Merchatsu Beisabad Someone has Nedra Hanah from his friend and the Madir has a Merchatsu and a Beisabad Muskar and Beir, but they're rented out to someone else in the city. Halacha is, Im Yeshlo Behent Fisasyad. If the Madir the, who's the one who rented it out, still maintains certain rights. He still has a tfisas yad, certain rights in the in the merchaz, in the beisabad, asr. Then it's asr for the mudar to use that merchaz of beisabad. It's called that he's getting hanah from the madir. But ein lo yad mutter. But if he doesn't have any rights in that in that merchaz, in that beisabad, then it's mutter for the mudar to use such a merchaz, such a beisabad, because we assume that it's not considered that he's getting hanah. From the from the Madir. Now the final case in the Mishnah. Ha Omer lechaveru. Kolon lebeis chashani nichnas. The guy says to his friend, "I'm taking a neder. I know that I will not enter your house. V'sad chashani lokech. Taking a neder that I will not buy your field. Meis or shemachar leacher. And then the balabayis or the balasada dies or sells it to someone else. So it turns out that it now no longer belongs to him. Mutter. The neder is allowed to enter into the bias and to get hanav from the field um, once once it's uh, been bought because it's. He, he didn't take a nether on this house, on this field. It was Beischa, Sadcha, your house, your field. Well, it's no longer his house in his field. But if he's more, uh, if he makes it about the Chavtza, if he says, Konem Ba'is Zeh Sha'ani Nechnas, Sadzo Sha'ani Lokeach, but if he says this field, this house, and then he dies or he sells it to someone else, then it's going to be Asir. That's the difference between identifying the Chefza and identifying the the uh, the Gavra. There's an interesting discussion in Postkim Ravazner has in Shevra Levi in the Chelik Tassim in What if you have a person who donated a lot of money to a yeshiva, to a Mossad, to a shul, and they have his name on the building and uh, you know, the, the, the key donor, and then the Baruch Hashem, the Mosad expands, more people, they need a bigger base medrash, so they need to knock down the old base medrash, and they want to build a bigger base medrash. But the, the zechus of the naming of the of the building that uh, was sold to the original uh, to the original uh, Gvir was something that was supposed to be the Olambad, he was supposed to have it forever. So do we assume that he has the right to uh, demand that his name remain on the base medrash? Do we say, no, that was the old base medrash and we have a right to destroy that base medrash or to change it into a dormitory or whatever else. So he says, the truth is when it comes to tzedakah, the tzibur does not have the right to change what tzedakah is used for. But nevertheless, he says, even though it may say on the plaque that the zechus of this base medrash is, belongs to the Torim the olam v'ed, to the donor the olam v'ed, it's pashut that so long as the building is standing and the base of Medrash is being used as a base of Medrash, that that would still apply. But once it falls down or it's sold in a permissible way for some other use because they're, they're, the yeshiva is out of space, so then it's just like what our, what our Mishnah says. That if a guy says, Konim nichnas, that he's only usher calls man, that it's still around. But if he says, Konim um, 
even if it's sold, it's still going to be Yasser. But over here, you wouldn't say that if it's sold, it's still going to be Yasser. Because over here, the Kiyum Beis HaMedrash is, still, is only if it's still being used as a, as a Beis HaMedrash, not if it's no longer being used as a Beis HaMedrash. So therefore, this would be like a case where he said, where he said, Bayis Zer, but then the Beis HaMedrash isn't there anymore. It just gets uh, destroyed, where the Halacha would be, that you would no longer have a, uh, have a claim on it. Still recommend that Mios uh, Tov, it would be a nice thing to somehow include the name of the original donors as founding donors or something like that to give them the proper kavod for everything that they did for the institution. Okay, Frek the Gemara, Ibayaluhu, Binadru Pligi, Hidiru Ze'eze, in a case where each one assured on himself from the other person. That's where Rabbi and Yaakov and the Rabbanon argue whether you're allowed to enter the Chatzar when they have Nedr against each other. Meaning, how did that Nedr happen? Did it when that each part, partner became Asr to the other one? Did it happen by each one taking upon himself to Asr any Hana that he might get from the other party? So he did Mai. So certainly, if it's Nadru, then there's you have Machlokas Tanakam of Rabbi Yaakov. But what if it was he did What if it's not that I took a Nedr on myself and you took a Nedr? yourself. I took a nether that you can't get a and you took a nether that I can't get a So then what's the halacha? Do we assume that the whole Maklokas was only when they were no there on their own for themselves, but if they were no there each other, then even the Rabbanon would agree to Rav Lozman Yaakov that each one is allowed to enter into the Chatzar because they would agree that Yesh Preira, Mekra did, we have to allow entering the Chatzar. It's only that the Rabbanon made a Knas on the partner who asked himself the nether, so we're not going to allow him to enter the Chatzar. But if uh, he didn't do anything on his own fault, he didn't ask her. It was uh, the, 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 the other guy asked him, so maybe we shouldn't, uh, we, shouldn't uh, we shouldn't make any knas on going into the chatzer. Because it wasn't his fault, it was out of his control. The other guy decided to take another against him. Maybe even if it's Hidiru Zazah, the Rabbanon argue on Rabbi and Yaakov because they simply hold that ain't Brera. Meaning, what we want to know over here is the Nukudus Amachlokas. Is the Nukudus Amachlokas with the Yesh Brera ain't Brera, or is the Nukudus Amachlokas something else about some sort of knas that we apply to the person who decided to take upon himself a nether that we're not going to allow him to the Chatzar? So says Gemara Tashma, we are going to bring a raya to try to clarify this matter. So it says, Hayaechmen Mudra Hana'a. The mission itself said that if one of them was mudra and not from the other party, so it sounds like the and then what did we say in the mission that according to the Chum, the guy who's mudra and not is not allowed to go into the chutz. And Rabbi Lazar Yaakov holds that it's mutter that machlokas applies in this case as well. The lashu mudar implies that he didn't take it upon himself; that the other person was madir him. And you see that there's still a machlokas between the Rabbanon of Lozman Yaakov. So don't you see that the machlokas applies even when it's uh, when, when the other guy was madir him and there's no reason to make a kanas on him? So you see the machlokas must be about whether yesh breira or ain breira? So Gemara says, nah, not a raya. Tni, nadar mechavero hanala. The words of the Mishnah could be not mudar hana mechavero, but nadar mechavero hana, which could very well mean that each person took upon himself a nadar. The Ran makes it, it makes it sound like it's not that we're 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 changing the words of the Mishnah, but we're touching the words of the Mishnah. We're saying that's what the Mishnah must have meant. 
Sigmar explains that really it's uh, most logical to assume that the Machlokas is really about Breira and not about uh, whether a knas, some sort of Knas Midirabana. The Ketani Sefer, because the Sefer the Mishnah goes on to say, that we force the person who took the nether to sell his portion. If he's the one that took the nether on himself, say, so understand, he did a stupid thing, so we're going to force him to sell his chelek. But if you're going to say it's the other guy that was madir him, am I kofin or so? Why would we force him to sell his chelek? He was an honest, wasn't his fault. He didn't cause himself the yeser. Why should we punish him? Why should we make a kanas on him? He did nothing wrong. In fact, the Ra'im adds, not just say he did nothing wrong. If we were to make a kanas that anyone who has a nether enough, mechavero, has to sell his portion in that, uh, in that chatzar, then anytime you want to get out of a partnership, all you need to do is be madir your friend. Take a nether that your friend's not allowed to get enough from you, and done. You, you have an easy way out of the partnership because he's going to now be forced to sell his chatzar. So it must be talking about a case in our Mishnah where each guy took the nether themselves, they took the nether upon themselves, and still you have this machlokas between Tanakam and Rebbe Yaakov because they're arguing about whether yesh or ain vreira. Omar Rabba Omar Ziiri. Rabba says in the name of Ziiri, Machlokas she Yeshba Kadei Chalukah. The Machlokas between, between the Chaman of Lozber and Yaakov is only if the field is big enough to be able to divide. <coughs> Where the Gemara talks about Masach Babasra in the first part of Babasra, that one person would be able to force the other to divide it, which would mean that each person would get a portion of Dalit Amos and an additional Dalit Amos by each doorway that they have into the Chatzar. That's where the Chacham say, You're not allowed into the Chatzar because of Dine Brera, because maybe the field is one day going to be divided. So we don't say that when you're using the Chatzar, it's Huvra Davan Mafreya, that it was your Chatzar during that time because it could be that once you divide the field um, that field is not going to be that part of the field that you're in right now is not going to be yours it's going to be his but if we're dealing with a tiny field that's never going to be divided anyway because no one would ever divide such a tiny field it's less than eight amos total each person would get less than four amos then then even the Chum would agree that yesh preira and that you're therefore allowed to go in your portion at the time so the Gemara says no Rabbi Yosef said you can't say that the Chatzah that we're talking about is ein bakadei chalukah because harebeis haknesses dekemishein bakadei chalukah dami a shul always has a status of some that's in Bakadei Chaluka, Utnan, yet it still says in the Mishnah about a shul, that when you have two people who are mudra from each other, they're both Asr. They're both asr from uh, getting benefit from the shul. So you have to say that uh, that when it comes to things that are in Bokadei Chalukah, the isr that the Rabbanan say, that you're not allowed to go into a field where you have a nedra anah, that you're not allowed to get from the anah, from the other party, would still apply, because a shul certainly would have a, uh, would have, would have a status of something that's, uh, that does not have Kedei Chalukah. Now in the Chuvas Be'er Yitzchak, he writes about a city that had a shul that... Um, some people wanted it to crazy thing once happened in the Jewish community that they wanted to make a breakaway minion. They wanted to break off and make their own shul on their own. And people were, uh, they, they, so the people who were breaking away, and not only did they break away, that the chutzpah to sue the, uh, the original shul for all of their donations, for the things that they donated to the shul, the svarim they donated, the klei kodesh that they donated to the shul. So, uh, so, the, the, uh, so he writes that they don't have the ability to make such claims because uh, they're, they're not 
allowed to start their own shul. Whoever allowed them to start their own shul. If some people want to go build a shul when there's already a shul in town that, that's large enough to hold everybody, so the majority of the people who are in the existing shul can say, you're not allowed to go and start your own shul. You need a very good reason to go and start your own shul. It can't just be stem, just because everyone wants to be... Uh, you know, wants to be boss, that everyone can start their own shul. You're not, not allowed to do that. That's against the halacha. There has to be a reason. There has to be an assumed lack of kavadat filo or a lack of kavadat or something. Something has to be wrong with the way some things are are, uh, are being done in the shul. So after he, he proves this point, the Bar Yitzchak brings rayas from, from Arasugya that a shul is in Bokadei Chaluka. So, you know, when you're talking about dividing up the things, you can't just divide up things of a shul. Our Mishnah says that in Bokadei Chaluka, he says, what do you mean? A Vesak Knesses has what to divide. Each one could take his uh, his chilek and take what, what he wants. So, so uh, the, the, the Vesak Knesses has somewhat of a Din Chaluka, right? So, uh, and still the Gemara calls it in Bokadei Chaluka. Why? Because even though there is what to divide in the shul, no one is able to force his friend to divide because it's not the derech to be mechalik beisak nasas. A beisak nasas is always supposed to remain unified. You're not supposed to divide things up from uh, from an existing shul. So that's the uh, the message that the Bar Yitzchak writes. So now, based on this kasha, um, Rav Yosef explains the din of the Mishnah the exact opposite of the way Rabbi said. Ela Amar Rav Yosef, Amar Ziiri, Machlokes Shein Bakadei Chalukah. The whole Machlokes Chaman of Lazar is only when there's not enough to divide. When the the chutzur is too small to divide. Avul Yesh Bakadei Chalukah. But if it's large enough to divide, then Divrei Akal Aser. Then even Rav Lazar and Yaakov, who doesn't allow you to walk into a chutzur when you're a mudra, and, uh, he would say, who does allow you normally rather would say there will be Aser in this case. That we pass on like Rabbi ben Yaakov. Now the major kasha the Yacharim deal with over here is why do you need to say we pass on like Rabbi ben Yaakov? The rule in all of Shasgmar and Erevin of Samach Beis Mishnas Rabbi ben Yaakov Kav Vinaki Rabbi ben Yaakov spoke on rare occasion in Shas and whenever he speaks we paskin like him. So why is it even necessary to say we paskin like Rabbi ben Yaakov? So the Nitziv is two answers in the and as as a third. And Nitziv says based on the Tos that there are some places where it's not mistaver like Rav Lozim and Yaakov and therefore that we would have thought to Paskin like those who disagree with Rav Lozim and Yaakov and in those cases we need to be told to Paskin like Rav Lozim and Yaakov and therefore in our sugya it's l'chore not mistaver like Rav Lozim and Yaakov because Rabbi Natan points out that the Gemara Mesech's Beitza writes that on a Daraisa level we Paskin ain't Breira on Dinim Daraisa so how can you Paskin like Rav Lozim and Yaakov be here who allows Shutvin to enter the Chatz are based on Yesh Breira. So that's why the Gemara has to say not that we pass on like Rav Lozman Yaakov and we're not going to pass on like the Rabbanan just because of this uh, this kasha of Rabbeinu Tam. Also the Nitziv suggests, based on the riff in Moikat and Bezim Bez, that when we say Mishnah Rav Lozman Yaakov Kavanaki and that we always pass on like him, that's only when he argues on an individual. But when he argues with the Rabbanan, with a group of people, maybe the rule that Yachad Rabbim Malachak Rabbim would override uh, Mishnah Rav Lozman Yaakov Kavanaki. So that's that's why we need to be told that no, it doesn't override that over here we're still going to paskin like Rabbi Lozman Yaakov. A third approach from its base and suggests that since we have a Stam Mishnah and Daf Memches like the Rabbanan, that people who are mudra enough from, from each other are not allowed to go into the Beis HaKnesses in the city. So you see that something that is jointly owned, you're not allowed to go into. So you see that uh, that we don't that that mission goes against Rabbi Lozman Yaakov, and therefore one might have argued that stop mission against Rabbi Lozman Yaakov. We shouldn't pass on Rabbi Lozman Yaakov. That's why the Gemara has to go out of its way to tell us that no, over here we do pass on Rabbi Lozman Yaakov. Now the mission had said. 
Let's say a guy has a nedrana, but the person from whom he has a nedrana owns a merchatz, but it's currently being rented out to someone else. So he said it depends on whether the original owner still has a tefisas yad. So how much rights in the base merchatz does he need to have for it to be called a tefisas yad, whereby the guy who's mudrana is not allowed to use it? He has to be have a deal where he's still receiving half, a third, or a quarter of the uh, profits of the merchats. But if he's getting less than that amount of profits, then that's not called that he has a tefisas yad. It's uh, interesting. Why does it have to say Obviously, if revia is enough, then shlish is enough, and then of course mechza is enough as well. I didn't get a chance to look around in the acronym to who, who discuss it, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure they must uh, they, they they must discuss they must discuss that point. Someone must mention it. I don't know. Abai That even if he's getting less than that amount, it's still going to be aser. Hechidami. To Shari, what would be a case where it's mutter for the mutter to get enough from it? Meaning, what would be considered less than its visas yad? The mekabel betaska. If the maskir uh, has a set rental fee and he actually doesn't get any of the profits, it's just he, get, he collects a rental fee. That's called that he has no tefisas yad. But so long as he gets to collect any of the profits of that base of it's considered that he has a tefisas yad in it. Now it happens to be the ran has a little bit of a different gear. So over here, when in this discussion of how much is considered tefisas yad, the ran has become a tefisas yad. What's considered tefisas yad? Aval. Not the batzir alone, not but with less is is not considered to be ziyad. Aval bevetsim lo when the balamerchatz doesn't have any portion of the benefits of the of the profits rather of the merchats at all he just has the rights to sell eggs to people who come to bathe in the merchats even that that would not be considered a portion of the merchats when he has when he has the concession rights like you have in stadiums where a person has the rights to the concessions when they're licensed to have a concession in that place that's not called that they have rights in the place itself and therefore if he's the egg salesman by the merchats that would not be that would not constitute rights in the uh, in the merchats. That's how the Ran explains that they used to have egg salesmen stationed at the merchats. Tosos and the Rush explain it a little differently. They say that they're talking about beitzim shalyotzer. Beitzim shalyotzer are like these forms that they use to make pottery on to to make pots. They would dry the pot on this form to to shape it pro- correctly to shape it properly. And that's not the main use of the merchatz. And therefore, if the maskir leaves himself that use of the merchatz, to dry out the pottery on the pottery forms in the merchatz, obviously the main use of the merchatz is to bathe. People could shower. But if you just retain the right to be able to use, uh, to dry pottery in the merchatz, that's considered that you don't have to feast as yard of the merchatz. That's how Tosos and the Rosh understand. The Meiri has a third interpretation. He understands, based on this girsa, that we're talking about Beitim Shaliyotzer, like Tosos and the Rosh understood, but he explains a little differently. That Rav Nachman holds that only if the maskir leaves for himself a large enough piece of property in the merchatz that 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 he could uh, that, that is it going to be considered tefisas yad. But if he only leaves for himself a small area, just enough to, to dry some pottery, that's not considered a tefisas yad. Meaning we're not talking about rights in the merchatz, rights to do things. We're talking about how much space he left for his own personal use in the merchatz. That uh, if he left for himself. 
enough space to, to do just pottery, so that's not considered a significant amount of space, and it's considered that he no longer owns the, uh, the, the merchats, so that owns any rights in the merchats. And then Abai Yomar, according to this Gears, Abai says, Afil Bevetim Asr. So even if you have the rights to the, uh, to, to the Beitim, whichever of the interpretations you want to say that means, even that would be Asr, even that's called the Tfisas Yad. So Hechi Dami Deshari, what would be a case where it's Mutter from Mudra to get Hana from the merchats that he has, uh, that, that has been rented out by the Madir, the Mekabel Betaska. Again, if he doesn't get any benefits from the merchats itself, he just gets rental payments, and that's all he's receiving from the merchats. Okay, we'll stop there, and Hashem, tomorrow we will pick up on the Mzayin Amalaf at the top of the page.